Family men with businesses are better than businessmen with families. So where do you prioritize your time? And one of the things that I've learned through being around this group of men is the power of understanding what we're feeling and why we're feeling it. What I learned and the way that I internalized any emotion most of my life, Kurt, was I would compress it, suppress it, or repress it because men don't show emotions. And then the reality is I kept adding weight to myself in that process. On this episode of Unlocking Moves, we have Jason Bronstad, who talks about his journey from an over 300-pound alcohol salesman to a badass jiu-jitsu fighter and CEO of Malk Organics. And we really humanize the story of leaders. He's not just a CEO. He's a husband, father, and proud member of Front Row Dads First. Welcome to Unlocking Moves, where we're going to cover the key decision points and pivotal moments that really change the trajectory of successful entrepreneurs and leaders. And I want to hear their real life stories, not just the glory stories, but also the gory stories. Because as I like to say, the bigger the shit show, the bigger the lesson. Speaking of stories, my guest today is Jason Broadstad, and he's got a great story of perseverance and transformation. I can't wait to dive in. But before we do, Jason, I like to ask my guests an off-the-wall question or maybe make a comment to throw you off balance. Are you ready for that? Let's do it. All right. So many people might not know your background. Looking at you right now, you look like a badass. You're, uh, you do jujitsu. You look like your six-pack abs have six-packs. Like You're a badass. But in a prior life, you were over 300 pounds. So here's my question, Jason. Tell me why and how. Why and how did that happen? Did you get to be over 300 pounds? And why and how did you transform yourself? Man, it's uh, weight journeys are always an interesting one. And most of my life, I would you know, pursue work and I would put work in front of everything else. I'd put it in front of my health. I'd put it in front of my family. And you know, I'd quickly find myself yo-yoing weight between 260 to 320 for most of my adult life, you know, basically coming out of college into the round 2019 when I got real about losing weight. And I'd gone on the binge diet where I'd lost 80 pounds and then six months later gained it right back. So for me, it was truly unlocking what was important to me and prioritizing what was important. And that was my family and my health ahead of business for the first time that's actually helped me to accelerate within business at the same time. So it's been a it's been a fun journey and learning how to eat, learning how to exercise and, and showing myself some some self-love, not in a conceited way, but to actually say I am okay with who I am and I'm okay with the the choices that I make instead of compressing, suppressing, and repressing emotions that just aren't healthy. Man, Jason, I can't wait to dive in because we are going to get deep. I can tell you that right now. As you can hear, my guest today is Jason Bronstad, who is, as I like to say, is a GMF, a good MFer. He's also a good friend. He is a, a long-term client of Higher Better, and he's CEO of one of my favorite investments, Malk Organics. He is a UT graduate, and it, it took him about seven moves to get him back to Austin. And uh, you know, before I, I give you his professional background, I would tell you that he would like to lead with the human side of who he is. And he's a husband, a father, and a proud supporter and member of Front Row Dads. From a professional perspective, he's a seasoned uh, consumer packaged goods leader who likes to lead with people and culture in the integration of work life. And his uh, resume does include companies like Malk Organics, where he is now, Mighty Swell Cocktails, Michelangelo's, 
and Mike's Hard Lemonade, which made me wonder, I think your company has to start with an M in order for Jason to go join you. But uh, Jason, I'm so excited to have you on Unlocking Moves. Welcome. Thank you so much for the time, Kurt. I always enjoy your podcast and your, your Unlocking Moves, and it's an honor to be a part of it today. Well, let's go, baby. Let's dive right in. I wanted to ask you where we should start, professional or personal, but having done the brief intro with you, and as I know you as a person, let's start with the human side. So you've had an amazing journey. We talked about it a little bit, going from 300 pounds to uh, to being in some of the best shape of your life. You're working for a company that's very much into health and wellness. So tell me a little bit about your health journey and maybe some surprises along the way. Absolutely. So I really got serious in 2019. Um, on my health journey. And at, you know, I started 2019, I was tipping at about 315 pounds. And as I started, you know, I was never happy with myself. I'd look in the mirror and I would just hide, you know, I would turn to anything that would help me to hide from that and be it food, be it booze, be it, you know, avoiding family and saying, Oh, I'm, I'm obsessed with, you know, fantasy football. So I can't go work out. So I'd find any excuse to avoid that. And at the time, uh, uh, my children were seven and three. And I had a, a realization in a moment that I was failing to lead from the front of the family and setting the example of what health could look like. So in 2019, I started training jujitsu uh, with the primary focus of, of giving my daughter an outlet and helping her in self-defense dynamics. And I fell in love with the sport, primarily because while it is an incredibly physical sport, it is a mentally challenging dynamic. And it was one of the few times, you know, I found exercise where I could block everything else out and truly be at peace for a minute. And feeling that peace is like, okay, so this is what it's like to be okay with who you are and what you're doing. And that led inherently to, man, I was getting crushed on the mats by people a fraction of my size. It's like, okay. I've got to figure this out. And, you know, over the course of the next couple of years, I dropped over a hundred pounds, ended up at my lowest weight competing in a 208 pound weight class. And, you know, I was a bit skinny for my taste. So, you know, I've put a few of those pounds back on, uh, but in the right way. So it's not just a gluttonous uh, adding of weight, but it's truly being able to do it in the right way. And through that journey, it's, I was serendipitously given the opportunity to join Malk Organics and, it is the first time in my career that I've had a product in the house that my children can have as much as they want of. As you referenced some of my earlier companies, you know, I've done frozen food, I've done beverage alcohol, I've done packaged meats even before that. And to be a part of an organization that values health and wellness and the, the impact of truly having organic products fit into my family's transformation because after I started my transformation, my family started to join. The foods we have eaten have shifted. Our alcohol consumption is next to zero. And we feel good. We actually can look at each other and have, you know, last night was my wife's birthday. We had this incredible salmon we baked in the oven. We had Brussels sprouts that a neighbor made, a kale salad. And then we also had some Brussels sprouts. And it was delicious. If you would have told me that five years ago that I would have enjoyed that, I would have been like, no, give me the double cheeseburger, extra bacon, the large fries, and let's go. And I now know what my body feels like when it doesn't feel overloaded with all the extra stuff that we don't need. And I, I love that journey. I want to come back to something that you said, though, about your uh, competing on the mat at 208. I think you said competing with uh, prior to that, you were 
well over 200 pounds and you were uh, competing with people a lot smaller than you. I've got this vision of a 110 pound, 85 year old lady whipping your ass on the mat. Can I assume that's true? That's pretty close <laughs> to the truth. Yeah. There were, uh, honestly, there, one of the, one of the training partners I have, she's now a sophomore at the university of Texas Hookham. Uh, she's in the band and, uh, she's five foot two and very low 100s and she could absolutely throw me around the map and you know her dad trained with us as well he's also a smaller framed individual he could throw me around the mats and it was so humbling for someone that you know big people have this ego like i can do anything because i'm big and the reality is you're not in shape you can't do anything you think you can so time to get in shape Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thanks for sharing. I, I, I've just got this mental image. So no, thank you for it. So it wasn't an 85 year old lady. It was a 15 year old girl is, is what. Uh, yes, <laughs> that is accurate. If you're just joining us on Unlocking Moves, today's episode is brought to you as usual by Hire Better, the strategic talent partner for growth minded entrepreneurs everywhere. Tell me a little bit more about Malk Organics. So I, I, you mentioned it was serendipitous that you joined a very uh, health wellness uh, focused company. Um, what do you guys do? I, I've got some uh, a product placement here for you right now. Maybe we'll do a little giveaway for uh, for folks who listen. Oh, there you go. You got almond. I got uh, oat. I was looking for the chocolate flavor. I couldn't find it at Whole Foods, but this is still delicious. And now I'm jealous. All right. Tell me a little bit about Malk Organics and why is it so great? Because I know you guys are kicking Absolutely. ass. Yeah. So, so Malk Organics is the premium plant-based milk out there. We are organic in everything we do. And we ensure that we don't put any gums, oils, fillers, additives, or preservatives into our product. Why is that important? Those are the things that can disrupt your gut biome. Those are the things that can add inflammation to your body. Those are the cheap ingredients that other manufacturers can use that gives them profit. Our focus and our, our heart has always been to deliver something to consumers that is clean, organic, with simple ingredients that you can pronounce. So as we focus on that, as we launch new products, the one thing that kept coming to mind is we have to make sure it tastes good as well. You can have clean, simple ingredients, but if it doesn't taste good, people might try it, but they're not coming back. And what are all CPG brands focusing on? It's that repeat consumer. How do you get them into your franchise with a proposition that adds value to their life? People still make almond milk at home and high five. If you have the time, effort and energy to do it, we at Malk want to give you the opportunity to buy a product that is as good as you would make at home by yourself. So mention those ingredients again. I want to make sure I capture them because I kind of gloss over them in the, in the grocery store. Right. But you said gums, oils, fillers, glyphosate. Did I pronounce that right? Glyphosate is another one that we we really focus on avoiding. And that is it's, an, it's Roundup. It's what you spray on crops. That's why we are focused on being organic. An organic field for either our almonds or our oats or any of our other raw materials that come in cannot be sprayed with any type of pesticides, weed killers. If you think about the, the term pesticide, the side means to kill. Like they are, there's a chemical that is killing the bugs. So what is the impact to our bodies once we consume this and as it leaks in through all of our food sources? So our intent is to make sure that we avoid those and give you the clean option around there. I love it. And actually, I will attest, it does taste good, which is always my challenge when it comes to, to some of those better for you products. But I've also tried to wean myself more and more off of the bad for you things. And so maybe over time, it, it, a lot of this stuff tastes good. Even kale tastes good for me. 
And, and, you know, oat as an example, there's a lot of oat milks out there that will use either canola oil or they'll label it as rapeseed oil. And that's a cheap ingredient. So that's what you mean by when you say filler, that's what you mean by filler? So a filler would be more like a gargum or, or a, a something else that's going to help to stabilize it, where a then oil is truly going to be a disruptive dynamic to your gut biome. Well, not to be commercial, but where can we find your products? Uh, maybe at the grocery or can we find it online as well? So currently we're in uh, traditional grocery only. Uh, we're looking to to give consumers more access to malk. That's one, one of our missions is anywhere that someone lives in America that they have access to malk organics. Uh, right now you, on our website, you can go to find us at malkorganics.com, find us, punch in your zip code, but you'll find us at Whole Foods, Sprouts, Fresh Time, Kroger here in Texas, HEB, uh, the Northeast. We've got a, a good footprint up there, uh, West Coast, good footprint as well. So most retailers in those geographies. And this year we launched into Publix in the Southeast, which was a big extent, expansion for us. That's great to hear because Jason, I have tens, if not dozens of listeners all around the world. And if they can't find your product, they're going to be pissed. So I want to make sure they can get their more. We will work on helping to all around the world over the coming years. All right. Perfect. Perfect. So let's talk a little bit about how you got here. Uh, I glossed over your professional uh, piece earlier to talk about your, your husband and father. Tell me a little bit about your professional career. I know you've gone uh, through various stages to get to where you are, but tell me about that. Yeah. So I, I came out of a finance degree from the University of Texas, and I, I wanted to get into where I would have the opportunity to engage with people. As an extrovert, I like engaging with people day in, day out. I couldn't imagine sitting behind a computer and not doing that. So I ended up getting into the CPG side of the world through Crossmark. So I started with a food broker, which is an incredible place to learn. You meet a ton of different clients, you meet a lot of different brands, and you start to learn how people operate in this space. Uh, that afforded me the opportunity to join Sierra Lee Food and Beverage. Just before you move on, let me let me pause because a lot of uh, we, our audience are people just starting their career. So tell me a little bit about that again. You said you went to a food broker and that was a great basis for a CPG career? Absolutely. And I'll, I'll back down here for a second. The most important thing that we can do as humans is to learn. Whether you read, whether you listen to podcasts. And so finding that first job, first step into your career out of college, find a place that has a training program, a management training program, where you will be exposed to opportunities in multiple different departments. Just like as we go into college and we say, hey, I'm going to do this. Very rarely do we end up doing that because as we're in college, we're learning what we like, what lights us up, what inspires us, where our passions are. And same thing professionally, if you can find a company that will give you that management trainee type dynamic where you get exposure across multiple segments, you can truly start to get deeper into what interests you so you can better direct your career. I love it. Thank you. All right. So you went to Sara Lee Foods after that. Tell me a bit more about that. So danced through many different uh, departments there, started in retail operations, moved into the sales department. Uh, that was one of our many moves. Ended up at the headquarters in at the time, uh, Downers Grove, Illinois, and really had a great opportunity there working in what was the customer marketing department. And the way I've always described that is we were the filter that said, okay, here's what sales wants. Here's what marketing, marketing wants. And we would translate for each of the other departments. So that and we had the responsibility of allocating the trade investment, which 
for those not in CPG, now obviously it's the investment between gross and net to allow discounts at shelf, the way that ads fall, et cetera. So working with all the different sales teams and the different uh, product portfolios between Ballpark Hot Dogs and Jimmy Dean to help align on what would optimize the growth for the company. Okay. So uh, you did not start your career as a CEO. You know, it took a minute. You took steps to get there. So here's my point is a lot of folks think, well, I want to be a CEO someday. What can I do to get there? And it sounds like you leveraged your financial acumen from your undergrad degree in your first uh, early days uh, working for the broker and your strong sales and marketing uh, experience at Sara Lee. Then what happened next? Is that when you went to Mike's Hard Lemonade? It is. It was an industry shift. And it was one of the things that, you know, as the meats guy, someone that sold packaged meats to get into the beer space, uh, I was the outsider. And it was an interesting perspective on just the the social engagement of most of these people are lifelong beer sales guys. So who is this guy coming in? Honestly, Kurt, it was an opportunity to move back to Texas at the time as well. So my wife and I had moved from Texas to Colorado to Illinois. And then this was an opportunity to come back home to Texas. We're both from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And we took that opportunity and it turned into an incredible career for a great company and went through multiple roles yet again. I started as a, a general manager for a region. Then I was placed over the convenience store channel for the country, uh, eventually moving back to Chicago as the, the head of sales there for Mike's Hard Lemonade. And so the parent company is Mark Anthony Brands, which is the same company that launched White Claw, Cayman Jack, et cetera. So the fact that you are a lifelong learner sounds like it had a big impact on your career because you're learning pieces along the way and you're never, quote, getting comfortable because that's really what made you into a stronger leader, that background and that inquisitive mindset, I, I would imagine. So well stated. Uh, I would say that in the first 10 to 15 years of my career, I learned more by the school of hard knocks and messing up at full speed and failing forward than a a more uh, tactical approach of I'm going to focus. I, I'm deficient here. I want to go learn. So I'm going to go find resources, which is a path that I've tried to pursue here later in my career. And I can't uh, highlight enough what you just said about the school of hard knocks and learning through your failures. That's how most of us learn the best. And I would encourage anybody out there who is failing. That's just another a step towards uh, who you're going to be. And so uh, handle it with grace and, and learn from it. So uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade, and then you, you got the opportunity with Mighty Swell, and uh, and then Michelangelo's, I think, is where you went next. And I'm sure there were lots of good lessons learned along that path, but now you're at Malk. So Jason, let's talk a, a bit about the, I'll say the softer side of business, but let's talk about mental health. It's an area that's not talked about enough. I try to highlight it a fair amount on the show, and it is so important to who we are as human beings. Talk to me a little bit about your passion for mental health. So I joined a group three years ago called Front Row Dads, and it's a group of men. Uh, and the motto is family men with businesses are better than, than businessmen with families. So where do you prioritize your time? And one of the things that I've learned through being around this group of men, it's around 300 or so in I think 13 countries, is the power of understanding what we're feeling and why we're feeling it. What I learned and the way that I internalized any emotion most of my life, Kurt, was I would compress it, suppress it, or repress it because men don't show emotions. 
And then the reality is I was, I kept adding weight to myself in that process. So once I learned that I didn't have to carry the the little T trauma, I'm not big T trauma, but I didn't have to carry the trauma. It allowed me to engage in more in deeper conversations with people that allowed me to be vulnerable with them in something I didn't know I was allowed to do. So that vulnerability has led to so many conversations with people that are having a rough time. Everything we do in life, it's cyclical, right? There are ups and there are downs. There are times that you are just on cloud nine rocking it. And then something can happen. And two days later, you are in an absolute funk. And the power that I believe that we all need is to have a support community around us that will call us out when we're in that funk. Don't let us fall down the hole. Help to lift us up, be there to support us because, you know, it's really sad when you look at the the number of suicides that are out there at all ages, be it, you know, high school suicide through college to, you know, military veterans. How can we lift the people up around us? Because I think it's our job in the communities that we build to stay connected to people at a depth where you'll say, Hey, Kurt, man, I haven't heard from you a little bit. Let's go grab coffee. I just want to connect. Or, hey, Chris, you sound off today. I'm going to clear my schedule. What do you need from me? When we can take that action and have that choice to go support others, I think that's how we start attacking the the chronic depression that we have in our society. Well, I think there's a several things you said there. One is it is an epidemic, the this depression and the suicide rate of of really boys and men are higher, way higher than it should be. And I, I called it an epidemic. And um, the small move, but giant move it is to reach out to someone and ask them how they're doing and really care and show that vulnerability to them on the front end so they can be vulnerable back. I can tell from our conversations and even from you today that you invite others to share their emotions and feelings and that is so huge in today's, you know, brave, uh, you know, suck it up society. So thank you for that. And I, I hope, and I know that you're an inspiration to others to do the same. I call it, uh, I call it H to H human to human. We're not B to C. We're not B to B. We're H to H. And that's how uh, business should be. It's how life should be. 100% agree with that. And it's, we can all have different widgets that we make and sell, but at the end of the day, the root, the root of everything we do and you're human to human was something my father taught me a long time ago. It's all people business. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. It comes down to people. Amen. Amen, brother. Speaking of people, nice segue. Thank you very much. I want to ask you about uh, Who's Your Mic? So Who's Your Mic, as uh, everybody knows, is a book I wrote about the people you'll meet on your entrepreneurial journey. Each chapter is a different character or archetype built on stories because I love to teach by by stories and hear the stories of others. I know you've got a couple of favorite characters. Would you mind sharing your favorite character and maybe a character you think we should add to the next uh, the next edition? So the character I would love to see added to the next edition is uh, the character that's been given the second chance with a full vulnerable support of leadership. Someone that's been failing, someone that has painted themselves into a corner where they're isolated because you know, people will talk about them behind their back, but they're really good at what they do, but helping them transform 
the way they show up to others and helping them to find out that they don't need to put that brave exterior out there, which they think is helping them, which is actually destroying their career. So that is that is the the I've I've experienced that twice in my career with people, and I have seen them step out on the other side in a way that has added such value to them professionally, personally, and to the organization. And I, I love it. I love the concept of of because everybody makes mistakes, and and a lot of folks have uh, what should I say masks on, and because they think that's what you need or want, and really it's more about being authentic. And I'm going to call that, is it second chance uh, Sally or is it second chance chance? No, I think we got to go with second chance Sally. All right. Yeah, I got to keep that alliteration going. Yes, absolutely. So Jason, we're at the point of the show where we talk about your unlocking move. And again, that's a key inflection point or decision point that really changed the trajectory of your career. Tell me a little bit about yours. So the, the biggest unlock for me professionally was when I was I was fully confident that I could hire people that were exponentially better than me rather than having a fear for people that could replace me. I actually now thrive in an environment where I've got four direct reports, all of which could replace me. That has unlocked the conversations that has helped our organization to grow and accelerate beyond my wildest dreams at a pace that is, you know, much faster than I would have expected. And to, to have to be able to lead with vulnerability and to look to my head of sales, to look to my head of finance, look to my head of marketing, look to my head of operations and say, you unequivocally know more about your department than I do. And I want to learn from you in this process has allowed us to have really proactive conversations that shift us in the right direction incrementally 1% every week. How do we get better? Man, that is so powerful. And it sounds so simple. Hire people stronger than you, but you would you would never know. Let's try that again. That is so powerful, Jason. Hiring people stronger than you. You'd be amazed at how many people want to hire people weaker than them so they don't look uh expose themselves, right? And you just uh identified a, a huge unlocking move. Hire people stronger than you and let them run. It makes your job so much easier. So much easier. I get time to actually have great conversations like this and talk about our company and our culture instead of worrying about that next purchase order, that next production day, that next marketing tactic when I know and I fully trust. And that's the other thing. So part two of that, not only hire better, but two is lead with trust. Give trust from the front instead of making your team earn it. What a powerful move that is. Because all of a sudden, your team feels empowered. They know that you've got their back. And the conversation is, I expect you to fail at some point, just fail forward. Let's learn and let's go. You're not going to just exhaust all trust for one little mistake. No, this is a learning organization that we're going to progress forward with. And you're speaking my language. That's exactly what I, I tried to highlight in Who's Your Mic is, is hire better people uh, than you and, and put them in a, a position to succeed and let them run, trust them. On that note, let's talk about some of the key hires that you've made to really unlock your success. So I, I like to think of it as putting Jason in his highest and best use. What are things that only Jason can do? And what are key people that I can bring in to support you to do those other tasks? What is one of the biggest hires that you've made to really unlock your, your own success? So on the there's two angles I would like to answer this to. One on the, per, on the personal angle, because I always believe we have to lead on the human to human side. 
the connection that I made with the black belt instructor at jujitsu and the ability to have someone that had been through their own journey of not only jujitsu, but also through weight loss helped me to realize I was not alone. I was not alone on that personal journey and similar age to me, you know, originally from Brazil, that was a personal unlock for me to see, yes, it can be done on the professional side. One of the things that has helped me to, to unlock it and really to free up time to, to get to the front of the organization versus into the weeds of the organization was that I was able to bring on a head of sales two years ago now, coming up on two years that literally hit the ground running. And it was an incredible unlock. I, I do have to tip my hat to the incredible people at Hire Better that helped me to find Adria Campbell and the way that she has stepped in and built her sales organization to go win. They are absolutely, they have the hunter's mindset. She owns, she owns the good. She owns the bad. She has extreme ownership in everything that she does. I can actually then spread my wings and, and be able to help and support other ways, have strategic conversations with investors and lead from the front instead of, again, being in the weeds. So she has been an incredible hire for the organization. And uh, if you don't follow her on LinkedIn, you should, because it's a lot of fun. Thanks for the shout out for Hire Better. And I will say that uh, because of your background in sales, hiring somebody in sales is not the easiest thing to do because sometimes we want to look over their shoulder and, and micromanage them. Kudos to you for being able to lead and uh, and hand over the reins. It's the most important thing we can do as leaders is to trust and empower our people. Hey, I like to ask a question. I've got Jason Bronstadt here in a, in a room by myself. I can ask him anything I want. So I consider myself the listener's advocate. What would I want to know from this conversation with Jason. And the question I came up with was, you've had an amazing transformation, personal and professional. What are uh, one or two or three tips that you would provide to somebody to, to say, here's how you can get your life back or make yourself a better version of yourself? Discipline is the first and most important thing. Discipline in everything you do. So if you say, I'm going to get up and I'm going to start my health journey tomorrow. I'm over 300 pounds. I want to lose weight the accountability and discipline that you need to instill in your life, it will provide untold benefits for everything you do. And that could look like I've got a group of people that I train with in a, a martial arts. That could look like I'm going to do the 75 hard challenge, which I've done multiple times now. And it's that accountability to myself saying, I'm going to go do something hard. And then I'm going to let the process work through. Nothing we do happens overnight. Not a single incredible positive thing to your health, wealth, career happens overnight. So it's instilling that discipline and don't go say, I'm going to do a hundred things at once because you won't. What are three things you can do? What are three things you can do on a daily basis? Is It, it can be as simple as, you know what? I'm going to wake up and I'm going to journal and I'm going to wait 30 minutes before I touch my phone. As you do that for two, three, four, six weeks, what you have in your own mind that's trapped because of our addiction to these devices is incredible. Give yourself time to express what you know. Then you can start to apply that. And as you start to stack disciplines on top of each other, now, okay, I now get up and I journal every day. Okay, you're doing that for three, four weeks. Drink two cups of water while you're doing it. 
And all of a sudden you're starting to stack that discipline. You're starting to nourish your body. You're starting to hydrate the right way. It is about identifying the two or three things that you can start doing today that is going to help you in the future. And then just do those two or three things. Focus squarely on that. Then you can stack more in the future. When you first said discipline, I started thinking, oh man, this is impossible. And jujitsu, get out of here. I can't do any of this stuff. But you make it simple with a couple of small steps. It's not going to change overnight. It's not a matter of going to work out for three hours a day for the next year. It's a matter of walking around the block once, you know, once a day for for a month and getting the habit of some of these things or journaling, as you said, or just drinking water. So thank you for that. Simplify it, but start doing something. Small steps lead to big steps. Uh, and I would also sh share, maybe it's a, a goal. You know, my sister had a goal for hiking uh, up a, a mountain in Tennessee. And so she started taking small steps to walk around the neighborhood. And now several years later, she she can hike five, 10 you know, miles at a time. It's, it's just amazing to watch the transformation. So Kurt, think about this in a, you know, blended work from home, return to work environment. What if we as business leaders started having our one-to-ones while we're walking around our neighborhood or walking around a park? What signal does that send to our organization on that we value health and harmony in our lives? And we're going to take that time. We don't have to be behind a screen or in front of a screen all the time. So those little steps are way easier to execute than you actually make them to be. That's where I live most of my life. It's like, oh, I don't have time to do that. I've got to be in front of this email machine because someone might email me. Take control of your own destiny and install the discipline to do it. And I love that, that tip. Take some of these calls while you're walking. It's a little hard to do at noon in freaking summer of Austin, Texas, but it's starting to cool down. It's now down to 85 or 90 degrees. So we can start doing that again. That's a great tip. I love it. I, I practice that myself and I know several people who do. So thank you for that. All right, Jason, I've got a trick question for you. If you've listened to the show, you know what the question is going to be, but here it is. What is one question that no one ever asks you and either you wish they would ask you or frankly, you're kind of glad they don't? I wish people would be more willing to ask about my family and what lights me up about my kids because they are such an important part of my life. I will proactively, whenever I can, bring them up in the conversation because I changed my health. I changed what I do because of them and my wife, who, God bless her, she's been married to me for 18 years. She's patient. But I've got a whiteboard over here, and I've got, you know, I, I'm going to tear up on this. I was like, Dad, I love you so much. Have a great day at work. Love you tons, Vivian. So, I mean, just to have that connection. My son drew a picture. He's seven now. I love you, Dad. My wife even put a note in here. You're my favorite everything, right? To have that connection and to have that support and to understand that that's what drives me. What drives me is not being the most successful CEO. What drives me is not delivering the biggest numbers in the world. What drives me are these three people that I spend my life with and I do it for them to give them opportunities to, to truly live a, a blessed life. And that's, that's where I wish people would come to me and say, tell me why your family is important. And that's why I talk about front row dads. That's why I talk about the importance of, you know, being in my kids' lives. I take them to school almost every morning when I'm in town and being a part of that is so critical to my DNA. It's actually made me a better leader and it's allowed me to become more vulnerable with people that I work with. Hallelujah, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you for sharing, Jason. It reminds me, one of my pre previous uh, podcast guests I had on uh, asked the question, not at, at a dinner party, not what do you do, but the question is what motivates you? 
and who are you as opposed to what do you do? And I think if we ask that question more and humanize the person in front of us as opposed to, well, you know, what, what's your job? Screw that. Who are you? I love it. What lights you up? Hey, Jason, uh, where can we find more about you or Malk Organics or whatever you'd like to share? Front Row Dads even. What would you like to share? Yeah. So Malk Organics, uh, www.malkorganics.com. You can go there, figure out what stores close to you have Malk available. Uh, we are in you know retailers pretty in every state and hopefully they're close to you as well. Uh, follow us on Instagram and on TikTok. We've got a lot of fun content. Our, our marketing team is doing a bang up job. We just launched uh, some promotions for our holiday nog that's coming out this season. So we're super excited to have that hitting the shelves. So we're bringing a seasonal back that we haven't had in four years. So super excited about that. I can be found on LinkedIn. I'm easy to find the only Jason Bronson out there. Uh, and then Front Row Dads, you know, it's a, a group of men that is focused on being better husbands, fathers, and better business leaders. And that is, it's a group of men that'll hold you accountable. And if doesn't have to be your group, but find someone that can support you, find a group of women, find a group of men, and just hold each other accountable, check in with each other, show each other compassion, live vulnerably, and love life. I love it. Uh, Jason, thank you. I want to try a little test. I want to say if you uh, go uh, and leave a, a five-star review for the podcast on uh, Spotify or Apple or YouTube and uh, mention uh, Malk Organics, uh, we will send a case of, of Malk uh, milk is it malk milk malk. there you go we'll just go malk i've got i've got coupons ready to execute this plan sir we'll send a case of malk to uh i'll, I'll say one individual but who knows maybe we'll send multiple uh but little little uh hidden snippet there and there show malk some love and we'll show you love as well how's that i love it hey jason on that note we're going to wrap this puppy up i'm going to encourage people to go like and subscribe to unlocking moves on wherever you consume your podcast spotify apple youtube and uh, Jason, thank you so much for your authenticity and being vulnerable with us today. Really appreciate you, my friend. You're a great leader, Kurt. I appreciate the time you gave me. If you're an entrepreneur and you think you might have outgrown a member of your team, or maybe you've got a mic, as we talked about in Who's Your Mic, check out this quiz at whosyourmic.com slash quiz. That's whosyourmic.com slash quiz.